I'm just thrilled to be here for my good friend and, and mentor, truly, Shelly Capito, who's been, um, you know, so many things that we have in common in terms of, of our service, our, our families, our love of coal um, <laughs> and energy issues. Shelly's a, a state, uh, you know, digs it out, and we in Missouri, uh, we, we consume it. About 84% of our electricity is coal-based, and, uh, and we're just grateful for her, her work on the Coal Caucus, uh, grateful for her work uh, certainly on financial services. The Financial Institutions Committee is, is great, and the work that Shelly has done for years and years uh, in terms of, um, of regulatory relief and unwinding of Dodd-Frank uh, is uh, is amazing, and I think we're going to get to those after we get back from recess. And I think it's going to be something that happens on a bipartisan uh, basis. It's an interesting and unknown fact. You know, there's so much gridlock and talk about uh, partisanship, but honestly, there are 14 bills that we've marked up um, out of the Financial <laughs> Services Committee, and 12 of them have had um, very strong bipartisan uh, support. Uh, and it's a testament uh, to, to to Shelley and her leadership and um, and, and how our team is really, in many ways, I think, um, uh, working together. She's led the way on a numerous uh, hearings in this regard. Um, uh, she's going to leave a, a great void, but a great legacy on financial services. And I have to tell you, I'm going to miss her to pieces because we have, um, there are 33 uh, Republicans on financial services, and, and sadly, there are only three women. And um, uh, Shelly's going to go on to be a United States Senator. Uh, Mrs. Bachman is going to retire, and you're looking at the last skirt left uh, <laughs> on our side of the aisle. So we've got to get Nan Hayworth back and some others back and make sure that we strengthen uh, those numbers because a lot of this has to do with messaging, and I think that women message so very well. We've got to take these issues, you know, derivatives and swaps and covered bonds and Fannie and Freddie and, and uh, GSE reform, all of these things. And we're always that party that goes to the floor or at the hearing with the, the, the pie charts and the graphs uh, instead of with the, uh, the names and the faces of, of real people and, and merchants uh, on the street that this overregulation is uh, is such a burden for and, uh, and how it's really impacting their life. I committed a good portion of the last 20 years of my life to supporting women in politics. Um, certainly, uh, Project Road that the NRCC uh, is in, uh, really promoting right now is serious, and uh, and it's about it's about a whole host of things. And and I'm so tired of I get on my rant here for just a second. Of women being looked at as a coalition, we're not a coalition. We are a majority. We are 54 percent of the electorate. And to have just three of us on financial services, whittled down to one, only 19 in our Republican um, conference, uh, 234 is, um, uh, is a failure, and one that I want to be a part of the solution. So we're working very hard uh, in attracting women to our party, in messaging things correctly. And I say to my colleagues uh, over and over again, and I just, we just did a segment uh, yesterday with Dana Bash on CNN, and I said, you know, we have to, to look at people when we're, we're delivering our message, close our eyes and say, we are speaking to a 37-year-old single mother of two who's trying to make it to the 15th and the 30th of the month. We have policies, we have vision that gives her hope, that makes her life a little bit easier. And that is the party 
that, that um, I think we need to be, and I know uh, Shelley supports that uh, wholeheartedly, and I can't say enough about what we're doing in terms of recruitment of women in many of these seats. Uh, the numbers that I think you're, you're going to see as we move into 2014 in terms of keeping and growing our majority, and I hope not just reaching out to women as, as, as voters and as a majority, but um, uh, but also encouraging them to, to get involved in, um, in politics and uh, uh, an elective service in uh, a big, big, big way. Um, I just can't say enough terrific things about Shelley. She's going to be our next United States Senator from West Virginia. She's, uh, as I said, a friend uh, and a mentor and somebody who's, a, who's just common sense conservatism that, um, that gets it done and in, in, uh, with great humor, with incredible class, and it's just a, a pleasure to introduce her here today and soon to be our next United States Senator from West Virginia, Shelley Hanson. Um, on financial services, we are doing, we did pass the PATH Act, uh, which is the winding down of Fannie and Freddie, and uh, as Jeff Hinterling, our chairman, says, we have made nobody happy. Uh, it's a taxpayer's and a homeowner's bill. That's he, how he characterizes it, how we characterize it. My big line in that, my hilarious line again, it'll probably come back to bite me, was uh, the Democrats were saying how great Fannie and Freddie are because they're putting money back into the Treasury, and it's so wonderful. And I, my comment was, oh, the Fannie and Freddie are into the taxpayer $180 billion. I said, I would even look better with a $180 billion facelift. <laughs> and I looked over, and Jim Hines is going. <laughs> OK. But uh, in any event, uh, it showed a great contrast to our, our philosophies, really, in terms of what role of government in these very complicated securitizing. And don't worry, I'm not going to get into the details of it. But it also did have a lot of regulatory relief in there, had FHA uh, reform and other things. And, and it's an extremely important issue, but it has such a huge part of our economy, especially in these tenuous times when we're trying to speed up out of a recession with a lot of stops and starts. So you'll see that bill hopefully move to the floor. Uh, it'll probably change quite a bit before it gets to the floor. Uh, but we're going to keep working on it. We are going to go to regulatory relief. Uh, our community banks, regional banks, credit unions, and other financial institutions are really feeling the, the weight of Dodd-Frank, and we're only halfway there. Uh, when you talk about who are you hiring and what kind of expansion do you have in your business, they're all hiring compliance officers, or their, their, uh, their executives are spending time in meeting the compliance challenges uh, which takes them away from their core business functions of lending and small business lending and community relations and all that. And that can't help uh, in terms of uh, growing the economy and making sure that we get people back to work. So we're going to work on regulatory relief. It is real. Uh, and even and as, as Ann said, it's a bipartisan uh, uh, effort. Uh, Meeks is my ranking member on financial in institutions. He tells, I think, a great story that if, uh, if the mortgages that are, if the regulations for the mortgages that are going to go into effect in January had been in place when his parents purchased their first home, what they did was purchase their home and then they used the equity for their home to draw down to send their child 
Mr. Meeks, to college. He said, I would have never gone to college had my parents not been able to get that first mortgage. And he says, under these rules, my parents wouldn't qualify. So it, you know, that, those are the stories, like Ann said, that we need to keep telling is, is personalized stories of how this regulation uh, influences people. Because it's a tough argument, uh, as you know, those of you who work in financial institutions, to sit there and, 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 and try to defend some of the practices but more, moreover, uh, when you have somebody like the president who, who will openly bash Wall Street and bankers and everything as sort of the bad guys, uh, to try to defend is difficult, but it's important that we realize how important these institutions are, and particularly in rural America, where I'm from, community banks and credit unions are absolutely essential. So we're gonna keep moving on those kinds of things. We'll probably get into TRIA. We'll probably, I'm into mobile payments because I'm such a, Neanderthal, I really want to learn. I don't understand how my children are going to have everything in the palm of their hand and they're going to tap it and off they go. But that's where we're going. And I mean, I'm sort of half there, but I want to learn what it really means and what kind of security measures are we, do we have and what the technology is just absolutely fascinating when you think about it, all that in a little, in a, in a little chip. So we're going to do mobile payments. Uh, we're going to do, um, too big to fail, a little bit of that. We'll do oversight on the CFPB. Uh, Patrick McHenry, our great friend on, on uh, financial services, he was calling Richard Cordray, Citizen Cordray, uh, because we refused to acknowledge he was the director. So now he's gonna have to call him Director Cordray. <laughs> so, so, Patrick is wonderful. I said two seats away from him. I love that guy. I mean, he's just great. He knows the issues, but he's also very, um, He's a, he's a brave guy. He'll just get right out there and say it. And uh, it, to see he and Capuano go at each other in the committee is hilarious because they neither one of them, they, that makes them go, you know, wow, that guy's mad. Great. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm also on transportation, a really important committee for the state of West Virginia. I know you think all roads are paved and they're all named Bob Bird. <laughs> almost true, but not quite. And as every state, we have aging infrastructure. We got a lot of, as you know, a lot of hills and valleys in West Virginia. We got a lot of bridges and dams. And, and we need to have the, um, the infrastructure is aging. It's beginning to, uh, it hasn't had a $180 billion facelift like some of us might need and need. And so anyway, the transportation's big. We're gonna do WERDA and I think Schuster is doing a great job as chair of that committee. He relishes the role for a lot of different reasons, I think. And I think that he has done a great job. He's going around the country looking at all different kinds of infrastructure and he's pulling everybody in. This is also where we do regula regulations on water, which is important for our state. Uh, the Clean Water Act obviously has a great play in the uh, coal fields of West Virginia. This is where we try to push back against the over-regulatory environment at the EPA. This is a huge topic in West Virginia uh, that they're gonna be hearing a lot about over the next year and a half. We're losing jobs, we're losing uh, I feel like we're getting, the president's picking winners and losers. Every time he talks about climate change, he's really disenfranchising my part of the country and really the heartland of the country, not just West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, some of the southern states. Uh, Missouri, I didn't realize your energy mix was 84% coal. So these are the kinds of things that I've been talking about in my campaign, I've been talking about my legislative life that I'm gonna keep talking about. Uh, hopefully in the next years to come, because it's important to me. I live in a state that has economic challenges, always has. People ask me, why did you start doing this? 
because I live in a state that does have economic challenges. We need good leadership in our state. We need to move. There's no reason that West Virginia, because of where we're surrounded, should be stalled the way it is in so many ways. And so that my motivation really comes from my friends and neighbors and where I was born and raised. And uh, I, that's going to continue to be my motivation because that's what's important to me. Uh, big news in the Capito clan, we just had our second grandchild born at Sibley Hospital. His name's Charlie. You can guess who he was named after. We all have the same name in our house. And we really do. Because I have a child, I have a husband, Charlie, a son, Charles, a son, Moore, and a daughter, Shelly. <laughs> and my mother is Shelly as well. But anyway, and my little Shelly, who's not so little, is uh, just announced that she's uh, engaged. Well, we, we, he called us, don't worry. And um, so we have a wedding, and I said, okay, that's great, honey. I'm really happy. This is going to be really fun. We're going to have a great time. But you can't get married between July 4th and November, the whatever the election day is. And she says, she kind of looks at me like, really? You're going to plan my wedding around your election? I'm like, darn right I am. <laughs> so she made a very, I think it's a smart choice. Although Joel is, when I told him, he's like, are you kidding? <laughs> May 31st. So it's after the primary, before we ramp up for the general. And her reasoning to not want to go back to November, for all you, and you're going to be facing this someday, I'm just warning you, is that she says, okay, you get to the election, you get elected, I like the way she's thinking, and then you look at me and go, okay, I've, we've done all this, I've had my campaign, you're elected, okay, now you get married and it'll be really fun. She thought she would be second fiddle, which she would have been. So, now we're going to Anyway, uh, on that front, it's going really well. Uh, we're working really hard. Uh, you can probably tell by looking at me, and uh, it's uh, it's been very gratifying. The timing of, of the race has just been uh, unbelievable. I can't believe I've been here 14. Well, I've been here 14 years, but it's unbelievable to think the senator's retiring. The president lost every single county in my district, in my state, even counties that are registered 10 Democrats for every one, and we do have several of those. So, you know, the wind, the wind. Wind behind me is, is very good, but uh, I was raised in a political family. I was raised to run like 20 points behind. That's what we're doing, and many of you are helping me in this room. And uh, so, anyway, I'm not counting my chickens before my hatch at any point in any way, but uh, I just want to give you the statuses so far, so good. And thank you all for having me. And